Welcome to CEO Money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right. I have Dr. Diane Hamilton on the show today. She's the CEO of Tenera. Dr. Hamilton, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Excited uh, to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then I want to dive right into um, your research on um, behavioral issues that impact performance. Well, I have a radio show. I do interviewing similar to what you do here. Uh, I have uh, been teaching business courses for years and I've uh, incorporated what I've learned in all the courses I've taught, probably more than a thousand now, with what I do uh, in my consulting and speaking business. And my, my most recent research is in the area of curiosity. I created the Curiosity Code Index. Tell me about the Curiosity Code Index or tell our audience about that. Well, I'm excited about it. It's the first and only assessment out there that determines the things that keep people from being curious. And I wanted to find the factors that keep people from being curious so that if you can improve in those areas, you can work on innovation, engagement, and productivity. All those are issues that all organizations struggle with right now. I'm really interested in this. Let's delve a little deeper on that. What are some sure. of the, the, the initial processes that you go through in order to keep people more engaged and actually get them incentivized to become continuously engaged? Well, you probably have seen Gallup's numbers that we have a very disengaged workplace. So to become more engaged, we have to ask questions. We have to let people ask whatever it is that uh, they want to find out about their jobs. They want to be able to, to promote um, people into jobs that are really well aligned to what their interests are. But if you don't let them explore and ask questions or don't ask them what they're interested in, you're probably going to have people who are misaligned. And so that's a huge problem. Now, there are some real hurdles in that process um, and the, the impact on performance. Give us some idea what happens when you go through the process and some of the hurdles that you found a better pathway to, to overcome. Well, what we start with is we, we measure everybody's uh, factors that impact their curiosity. So we start by looking at what those four factors are. And those four factors are fear, assumptions, technology, and environment. And when they go through training, they determine you know how much these are problems for them because we all have the same issues. It's just a question of how much each one is problematic. And we develop personal action plans for individuals and an overall corporate action plan to set send back to leadership so that they're able to work on a lot of the main issues that they struggle with because they get the input right from the employees, right from the horse's mouth. Yeah, that, that, that just is, it's so gut level, so common sense, yet people don't really, <clears throat> they, don't, they don't really stop and think about what the, what the root cause is of poor performance in a corporate environment without going to the needs and the passions of the people that build that thing. Am, am I on cue with you? 
You you are. You know, it's so funny because I've interviewed so many experts on my show who are either creativity experts or uh, motivation drive experts. And when you ask them what comes first, they all say curiosity. So I liken it to baking a cake. If you mix all the ingredients, you put the, them into the pan, you put the cake in the oven, what happens? Well, nothing if you don't turn on the oven, right? And that's what we're doing in the workplace. We're mixing all the drive and motivation and, and trying to get productivity, but nobody's turning on the oven, which is the spark, and that's curiosity. You mentioned that there are some, some famous people that have worked with you in your processes and you've helped improve. If you, can you elaborate on that? Give us some idea that some of the kind of people that you've worked with, if you want to drop some names, that's fine. But I want to hear the... You know, I want to hear the, the interesting stories. We had this problem, we went through this process, and this was the result. Can you give me one or two of those? Yeah, well, you know, we're working with a whole different, a wide range of people right now. I'm working with a group out of uh, the Netherlands who's, who's going to incorporate this. We're working out of California. So it goes all, I mean, it just depends on different areas of what the specific situations are. But basically what we're trying to do is work on uh, everybody's got a really unique individual situation. A lot of people have that voice in their head that holds them back. And so we, so with certain organizations, we have days where we have, uh, you know, let's work on this aspect of, of the assumptions we're making and how that's holding us back from being innovative and creative. And it, when you talk about the work and, and who's um, noticed this work, I guess, I, more than who I've worked with, I, I've had great... Uh, People like Steve Forbes was nice enough to write a, a review for the book. Uh, Ken Fisher wrote a nice one for Fisher Investments. Uh, Keith Kroc actually wrote the uh, forward to the book, and he is now under secretary in Washington, but he's the formal, former CEO and chairman of DocuSign fame. And so as we look at some of these big names, they've all embraced the importance of curiosity and how organizations really have overlooked this key principle of what it takes to be successful. So uh, I, I'm trying to open up this dialogue in all these organizations because I've had people who just had no idea that they were being held back from the voice in their head or fear or their environment. Because we have bosses that say things to us that can hold us back and you know things like don't come to me with problems if you don't have solutions type of statements that'll actually inhibit uh, participation and cause status quo thinking. Yeah, I get that. So in order to overcome that, you've got to have a set of, of pathway questions to, to break down the barriers of defensiveness, insecurity, and um, maybe self-esteem to be able to, to let these people open up and say, well, I really am more curious about that and, and give them the freedom to really use the curiosity in a productive path. Give me some example of, of, of something that you do to, to trigger the positive reaction that you're getting with the clients that you have. Well, I think the biggest thing is is that you have to start with leaders at the top and realize that they have to buy into the need for this change and they have to walk the walk. They can't say, I want you to be curious, but I'm not going to mess with this. This You guys take care of this. And that, that just won't go anywhere. Right. And we know that with any type of cultural change within the workplace. So we, we start at the top. We get 
uh, leaders to show they're vulnerable to some extent. Well, you know, they can't, they don't know the answers to everything. There's so many people who are worried about being found out that they're not going to know it all. And leaders are right in there. And that's why we have a lot of leaders who have low emotional intelligence and a lot of issues that need to be addressed. So they learn as much from this process as employees do. And they all get together and realize, you know, I, I can be vulnerable and say, I don't know this. And if I show that to you, then we're more likely to, to get you to buy into all these steps that we're, we would like to see everybody else go through based on their results and their assessment. You know, I'm getting the feeling that this is not just a corporate process because if you're able to, to think about it because you're you're worried about the bottom line, it seems to me that this spills over into uh, you know into the personal life. They may have better family lives after going through the process with their company. It's definitely a, a well-rounded um, uh, treatment that we're trying to to consider everything from work to individual life. It's 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 kind of like mindfulness that they use at work. You know, I mean that works at work. It works at home, and curiosity is something that it's just so fun to see the light bulb come on on people's faces when they realize the the impact it could have. I mean, I, I've met Steve Wozniak. I've met very famous name people. And, you know, if you read Steve Wozniak's book, one of the reasons he's so curious is his parent, his father specifically, helped make him be that way by uh, encouraging him to ask all these questions, to put gadgets together and to tell him why things worked. And no question was, you know, considered a bad question. And if, if you don't have that growing up, you know, your environment, as I mentioned, there's fear, assumptions, technology, and environment, which fate of an acronym, your environment is really influential. So yes, it, it impacts you and your curiosity, and you can go back and use these tricks and tips and everything that you learned, the strategies, I should say, to get better at home and at work. Okay, so I want to make sure I've got the key to this. The key is to draw everybody in and allow them to participate in problems and solutions and not just try and be the one, the all-knowing Wizard of Oz for everybody. Right. You're not gonna like everything. You know, every, you gotta try things, you gotta ask questions, you gotta explore, and I think a lot of people have just told themselves through the voice in their head, their assumptions, that this isn't gonna interest me. I, I've never liked that in the past. This teacher was boring, whatever it is, and we, we have to get out of that that mindset that uh, just because we didn't like it in the past, we won't like it now. And and if leaders let us explore different areas, some leaders actually hire people and then decide what jobs they're good for later. They don't even have job descriptions if they think somebody's really great, right? So mm -hmm. it, we, we, we don't want to force a, a, a square peg into a round hole or, you know, we want to make sure that we're getting people aligned because as technology is taking over, all these jobs are going to be taken over and we need to move people into where they would be best uh, aligned. Got it. All right. Well, I'm glad Rich Loughran uh, put us together. I want to thank you for being a guest on today's show. Oh, yeah. Rich is the best. Thank you so much for having me on. My pleasure. All right. You've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.